Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. I'm Melissa Edgington. We're back. It's been, we've broke our pledge to do a podcast a week. Again. <laughs> yeah. But you've been writing. So on nights we were going to do a podcast, you decided you were going to write. Yes. And then I and I even suggested, hey, it was a Friday night. Oops. And people are always thinking, hey, what do you want to do on a Friday night? How about do a podcast? But no one thinks that around here except me. <laughs> it's like, no. Nobody listens on a Friday. Yeah. Which that's what you found is true with blogging, isn't it? It's so weird Nobody. how people do not What do people read do on Friday? On Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not reading. It's Friday. <laughs> I've tried to have a whole week of not reading. Have I told you about that? Yeah. How's that working Total out? fail. Yeah, I figured. I can't stop reading. I'm addicted to reading. I guess there are worse things. Yeah, it's just it hurts your neck. You think that's what your neck problem is? I think it, the days when I've made myself not read and just go do other stuff, like I've purposely tried to distract myself from screens and books and phones and other things that make you look down. I don't know what that would be. Uh, eating. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been, been trying to do other stuff, and it makes me feel better. Interesting. Yeah. So, maybe you're too sedentary. I definitely am too sedentary. So, hopefully, we can. I need to get back to the gym. We've got to get back into our step aerobics. I don't think they have any step aerobics around here, but we were good at step aerobics, weren't we? We were champs. One of my favorite things is doing the step aerobics and you, you jump across and you clap. Yeah. All the women knew, and I was like, why are they all clapping? I had to get into the clapping routine. That was so fun. Yeah, that was uh, when we lived in Texarkana. And we went to this gym that had childcare, which was neat. And we did the step aerobic class and did that a few times a week. And somehow during that step aerobics class, I was able to get into the best like cardiac physical shape of my life. Yeah. And at the same time we started taking that class, the guys in and the church wanted to start a little basketball league or a little basketball game every Thursday night or whatever it was. And I'd never had that much energy playing sports in my life than whenever I was step aerobicing, step aerobic, yeah. aerobicizing, what do you call it? Step aerobicing. I don't know what that verb would be. How do you, how do you say it? When I was step aerobing. No, not aerobing. <laughs> <laughs> Aerobic, aerobic, aerobicizing, aerobicizing, whatever it is. <laughs> so they, I would just was able to run. We played full court. I was just able to bound up and down the court. It was it was amazing. And, and you were like, this is so easy. It's just a flat floor. There aren't any steps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, every time I would like jump over the, 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 the key mm. or jump over a line, I would clap. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> One time I went to a class. That was the super advanced step aerobics class that this dude taught. Couldn't do it. Oh, I could do it until I fell. Oh. I fell in class. I, I fell off of the step and landed right on my tailbone. Mm. And the whole, it was just so fast. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to keep up and I was having a great time. And, and then I fell on the front row yeah then you didn't want to go back then i never went back because i was embarrassed you're embarrassed there's the girl that falls yeah. yeah 
that's all right. Yeah, we'll get we'll get back into the groove. Now it's Zumba, which you will be great at, and I will be I've terrible at. I've tried Zumba, and it is too hard. Yeah. You just got to... I look like an You got to learn the routine. Yeah, I think so. It's just belly dancing. <laughs> Something like that. Remember when there was like a controversy at our last church about Zumba in the fellowship hall? Is that what it was? I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't because it was Zumba. It was because... I think it was because it's like belly dancing. <laughs> it was? Yes. No. Yes. Anyway, we won't go there, but that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, yeah. Zumba was controversial. So one of these days we're going to get in shape again. I don't, yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel about it. About dancing in the fellowship hall. I don't know. I saw I saw a church advertising a father-daughter dance the other day. And I thought, I don't know, maybe that's just Baptist hang up. I don't know. But Adelaide and I sang at a father-daughter banquet in Eastland. And they, all the little girls ran and got their dads and started dancing on Good Good Father. And I was like, I, this is, it was making me cry. And at the same time, I was like, the doctrine, church Nazi or whatever was coming out in me. Like, you can't dance to a praise and worship song. Tell that to David. Tell it to David. <laughs> 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 they were doing the thing like where the girl, the little girls were, you know, like standing on their dad's feet. Oh, and, yeah, that's sweet. The good, good father. And I thought, oh, this is so great. And uh, that was neat. Neat time. Um, that was one of the reasons I wanted to learn how to play the guitar is I thought, well, I'm too scared to dance. So if, if I was playing guitar, I could still go to the dance, but play guitar at the dance while people danced. Is, are you being serious Yeah, right when I was now? a kid, that's one of the reasons I learned. That is so I weird. thought if you get behind the guitar, you don't have to. You're less exposed. That's weird because my dad doesn't like to dance, and and he was always in the band. Mm. Huh. But then I turned out to be a good dancer. Yeah. yeah you so. are a good dancer. What can I say? <laughs> Never get to use those skills, though, as a Baptist pastor. Anyway. Except in the kitchen. Turn the music on. I did, did want to, the other night I really wanted to dance to Neon Moon. I wanted to, yeah. I was in a little band. We did, a, we played at the fire department banquet, which is always a, um, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, a, like I was trying to make like a silly joke about it. Like we played at the fireman's banquet. It's always a raging time. <laughs> what would be the word to use? It's always a, um. it's always a raging it's always an inferno <laughs> it's always hot it's, it's always a hot, a, it's a hot it's always a it's hot, a hot time. party it's a hot party at the only farm and banquet it's really it's really not actually it's very subdued um they're they're all tired from fighting fires <laughs> <laughs> and we like went one year and they had put a fire out that afternoon that started again <laughs> again like during the during banquet, the banquet. <laughs> yeah so that was weird. So we played a bunch of songs that had like we played the Great Balls of Fire and and what else? Just other fire songs. Like well, they call what. me the fireman. Yeah, we call me the fireman. So after I would get done with the song, I'd be like, "Y'all get it? Y'all see what we did there?" <laughs> they were just like crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Except the one guy. Yeah, there was one guy there, and man, and he was laughing at he it was all. laughing at everything, and I just I loved him, and I thought, you know, I went down afterward. I said, buddy. I, I, you are my audience tonight. Man, it is the worst. I mean, so if you, 
if you don't regularly get up in front of people like we do, then you may not understand that it is the worst when you get up in front of a crowd of people and they are like icicles out there. Yeah. And what you don't realize when you're playing for some people is you, they're, they're, they could be enjoying it perfectly. Like they're, they're perfectly content just to watch you do your thing. And they're happy and they're enjoying it. So it happens when you sing at church too. But they look like they're miserable. Yeah, they. Lo- but if, if <laughs> I heard a preacher say that one time, they'll say, "You know what I'm?" He's like, "You know what I do during the worship? I'm going to put a camera up here and just film you during church, <laughs> and then I'm going to play it back for you, so you can see what I'm having to endure to sing and preach to you." Yeah, we recently went to. Uh, senior adult banquet at a church at a little town that's out here in West Texas. And, you know, they were the sweetest audience. They were so, they smiled at us. They were, you know, tapping their feet along with the music. And it was so, it's so much more fun when you can see people reacting to what you're doing than when you're looking out there and they're just staring at you. Even though most of the time afterwards, they'll come up and, you know, yeah. you find out they really enjoyed yeah, it. But they, they loved during them. the program, you think, um, they they're it. hating this. Yeah. <laughs> so be careful your expression on your face. Throw them a smile every once yeah. in a while if you're in the So audience. whenever someone's preaching or singing these days, I... <laughs> I just look at them and I dot, nod, and nod. nod my head and tap my foot and say amen a lot. See, I don't smile during preaching. No. I, you, I am I'm you kinda, always, you, I'm very focused. Yeah, you have a look on your face like you're blowing it. You're blowing this. <laughs> this is terrible. But the, the expression is actually, I'm deeply considering yeah. what you're saying. Whenever I'm preaching and she's in the audience, she has what what I would say is like the Tucker Carlson face. Have y'all seen that on his TV show? Like when he's just waiting to totally blow them <laughs> out of the water. <laughs> he just has this look like he's listening, but he looks really confused at the same time. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not very I'll encu- try to work on that. It's not very encouraging. What what expression would you like for me to have? Uh, just uh, maybe smiling big this is no good for a podcast because they can't see the expression okay he's smiling um in an odd and creepy way and he's <laughs> blinking a lot yeah just some more blinking <laughs> <laughs> uh, more blinking i will work on that you know yeah. what i'm gonna be so smiling and blinking that you're not gonna be able <laughs> to concentrate, concentrate on Sunday. <laughs> oh no oh no oh no wow I feel like I could say a lot of things, but I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You better not. Yeah, I can't do it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but it is. I know pe- that's we don't ever intend to give off that kind of vibe. I, I don't think most people don't. But it is. I was talking about that today with somebody about how you just, you know, you can't you can't worry about that look. You just have to do your thing. But yeah. I think you know, whenever I'm speaking in front of crowds. If they are looking at me when I'm talking, I feel like they're engaged. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. They don't have to be smiling at yeah, me. Yeah. Well, you know when you you know you can tell a room when the room is engaged, and then you can tell when fidgeting starts. Mm. You know, and uh, that's always one thing I've been so impressed with all me is I never feel like they get disengaged. And so that's, if y'all are wondering, that's why I preach for so long, because you take it. Great. Now they're going to start yeah, fidgeting. Start, yeah. But these, <laughs> uh, you know, back in the day, remember you could go to like Joshua or, or was it called Joshua's? It was like yeah, a Christian. Yeah, Joshua's. Joshua's. I loved that place. Yeah. So I remember when I got my uh, 
what, what kind of Bible was that? It was a, oh man, I can't even remember. I guess it was just an NIV study Bible. So I had this hardback NIV study Bible that I guess my parents had got me for Christmas. And I could not wait to get down to Joshua's and get one of those covers that zipped up yeah. that had the folder in the or the little pocket in the front. I have one of those still. No, but this this one was like pleather. Oh yeah. That eventually disintegrated. Right. <laughs> you know what I loved about Joshua's? I loved Do you remember those pass it on cards? I mean, I think I remember those. They yeah. were these yeah. little like yeah. business size cards yeah. with little scripture mm-hmm. and you inspirational. Those? I would always get a bunch of those. And you know, like hand them out to your friends, stick them in your locker. No, I never did that. I went there for one thing, tapes. <laughs> <laughs> and Christian tapes were different than secular tapes. I bet you went there to buy your tracks for singing. No, no, we'd, I never sing with tracks. You never sing with tracks, Mm-mm. even in high school. No, I mean, we, 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 let's remember the context. I went to a big church with lots of talented people. They didn't let teenagers sing. Oh. Not like your church. I'm just saying. No offense, First Baptist Gorman. I'm just saying. Melissa was good. <laughs> it's like I'm digging a grave here. <laughs> <laughs> what does this expression say to you? <laughs> That's what you look like when I preach. <laughs> um, Gorman has plenty of talented yeah, people. Yeah, Gorman has plenty of talent. And they did when I was growing up. And I never sang with tracks for your information because yeah. I happen to have a very talented father who played, the, who piano played the piano and guitar for me. Well. I didn't but sing with anyway. tracks. I didn't sing with tracks ever until I met you. I, I, I do like singing. We don't sing with tracks. We sing with a few. I like singing with tracks. It sounds like a whole band. That one track we sing with, I don't enjoy yeah. it. But you but it's so much less work when you're a guitar player and you can just put a track on and sing with it. It's so much more fun. It's less thinking. Yeah. So I don't know, that's neither here nor there. How did we get off on that? I was gonna talk about the tapes of Joshua. So the tapes do y'all remember Christian tapes had like an extra flap that had holes in it? Do you remember that? Yeah. Why, why did Christian, I guess maybe just Sparrow or because they, Dayspring? I'll tell you why. Because you don't know. they printed the lyrics to every song you on the inside know. of the tape because they know. wanted people to see the words because they were Christian songs and they wanted There were plenty to of secular bands that printed the words. I'm just telling you, all the Christian tapes did that, and that's why they had the no, extra flap. That's not why they had I want to know why they had the extra flap. I don't accept Melissa's explanation. If you worked in the Christian publishing world back in those days, tell me why the CDs had, or the tapes had the extra, the extra little flap with the two holes in it that you would put the tape behind. I just want to know. Is that so wrong? just want to know. That's so weird. <laughs> But there's that that that's I love like, how you have no idea, but you're so sure that I'm wrong. I'm sure you're wrong because it wouldn't take that extra flap to put lyrics on there. It had a hole in it. it had two holes in it for the for the the thing that held the tape in. Tapes are weird. I'm so glad we don't deal with tapes anymore. I don't know. I like tapes. No, I don't like them. I liked the way you had to guess where your song ended when you were yeah. fast forwarding. What's that all about? Yeah. And then in, in the end of tapes, the, the the tape players could actually find the next song. Do you remember that? Yeah. They would listen to And I liked the way you could record music on the radio. Well, that, now that's true. That, that was, was a, pretty awesome. That was different. That was awesome. I think you could probably do that now. And you would like re- be recording a song, and it would be perfect, and then the DJ would, would break in, in and talk oh, on the man. end. Oh. Or talk at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. 
kids don't they don't know any of that now it's like spotify whatever they want it's perfect they can hear anything they want you used to have to, like the song you really want to hear you'd have to wait like three hours to hear it i know now when a song comes on the radio sorry's like oh i'm gonna get that on my spotify <laughs> amazing yeah well anyway so we haven't podcasted in a while and a lot of cool stuff's been going on i mean gosh it's been a long time uh and, and I guess what would be where we need to start filling people in on the excitement of our life. Hmm. <laughs> we started T-ball. We did that. Th- we had our first T-ball. I've decided that if you really need to slow time down, start a T-ball game. <laughs> <laughs> if you feel like you're aging, just get around some T-ball and you will feel like time stands still. That's the extra missing hour of Joshua's day or whatever. <laughs> It's like, I found it. It's at the t-ball field. <laughs> Chad's very bored by t-ball. I wasn't bored. And I was like coaching and I was bored. I was like, <laughs> was the first base coach and I was about to fall asleep they out there. They were so cute. They are cute. Oh, it is cute. It's, it's so cute to see them try to run with those big helmets on. Yeah, I know. It is really sweet. And so. they were hitting the ball and then while they were running bases, they were trying to field, field the, the ball. ball. Yeah. Like <laughs> the kid running from first to second would try to grab, you know, get the ground ball. Oh, it was so Emerald cute. Stri- Emerald was, I guess she was tagged out twice. And then on her third time around, she actually made it to first base and then was able to go around and score. So she was excited and uh, felt that she was the best player out there. So it's good. She's got the confidence. She felt like she was the best player yeah, out there? She said, that was great. So, she's a great t-ball player. In her own mind. Yeah, in her own mind, at least. (laughs) She really really likes to play. Then, um, what else? Oh, we had one of those neat, one of those neat God moments. What would would we call those? It's a God thing. It's a God thing. Um, I think that's, a, uh, it was a, what would you say? It was a, I, I thought it was kind of a moment of, a, of like a confirmation is what I thought it was. Which thing are you talking about? The checks. Oh yeah. That was cool. Yeah. You want to tell the story? You want me to do that? Um, well, why don't I start and then you can interrupt and finish. <laughs> that's my favorite way for you to tell stories. <laughs> you read <So>. my mind. <laughs> So we um, did a fundraiser for our children's, our preteen camp, which Chad and I go every year. Chicken spaghetti, and y'all. We, and we take, we take. Y'all selling that chicken spaghetti over here? <laughs> we take fourth through sixth graders. Can I get another piece of garlic bread? <laughs> Stop. It's all you got, ranch. Can I get some thousand islands? <laughs> We never have Thousand Island. It must be expensive. <laughs> have you noticed we only ever have ranch and Italian? I know. What well, is Thousand Island out of favor? I don't know. No, I've I've often said what. So I I think I get Thousand Island for one reason. You know what it is? Because it reminds you of the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> no, it re- I, it reminds me of the sixties, and I wasn't even alive then. <laughs> I think I think. Ranch somehow became the new thought. Once they figured out how to bottle ranch, and you can look this up if you can look up this like the story of Hidden Valley Ranch dressing. Um, there was a ranch that was called <laughs> Hidden Valley Ranch. How did you know that? Whoa. Okay, so Hidden Valley Ranch. 
They were, but you could go out there and have lunch, and they had this incredible buttermilk dressing. Oh. But the thing about buttermilk is, I think it's already rotten. <laughs> yeah. So like, there's no way to bottle it because it's like, well, we can't put this in a bottle and wait another two weeks, or we're gonna get <laughs> sick. Something like that. I don't remember. I'm loosely. Going, I'm. I'm. What I'm doing there is I'm telling you what's on YouTube, and I'm kind of humorizing it a little bit. I don't know if that's the actual story. In fact, I don't. I'm making this up, or basically, <laughs> it's been years since I studied ranch dressing. But I think th there's a little part of me that wants you to be impressed that I have actually spent time studying about ranch dressing and figuring out how it went from the packets. Because when we were growing up, all you could get was the packet of ranch dressing. Yeah. Then you had to put. In rotten milk or whatever, however you make it. This this whole thing, this whole ranch dressing, um, tale, story, excursion is excursus. is a symptom of your terrible problem with reading too much. <laughs> this is why my neck hurts. <laughs> I I actually have to stand places and wait for Chad to read about <laughs> ranch dressing before we can go somewhere. What do you do? I'm reading about ranch dressing. So anyway, they when they figured out how to bottle it or how, whatever they've done to put whatever whatever's in there that makes it preserved, that revolutionized salad, and uh, everyone loves ranch dressing. I mean, I've never seen people love something like ranch uh, dressing flavor. But before there was ranch dressing, there was Thousand Island. And that's what your grandparents liked. Right? Probably. I and mean, so you go to one of those... those it's not as strong in my memory <clears throat> what salad dressing my grandparents used. I'll tell you what salad used to be, too. It was all shredded lettuce. Do you remember that? Uh, no. So salads, <laughs> when you would go to a diner or something, they were really tiny. And it was just shredded lettuce. And then they would like have squirted thousand island on there at a restaurant but i think that they i don't know that i really ever saw like a big healthy looking lettuce salad i guess maybe because people didn't have their teeth is that would that be the reason i mean it's honestly like i think a lot of things like why did old people like jello so much and peaches they didn't have teeth that and, and and you know dentures have come a long way as far as like getting them to stay in your mouth you didn't see your grandpa taking his teeth out all the time? I didn't have a grandpa. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Sad stories from yeah, Melissa's childhood. Wow. Like, why, why are you being the Debbie Downer there? But yeah, so I think a lot of it, a lot of food changed as people's chompers got better. Uh, that's a really interesting theory. theory. Anyway, back to our original story. That's as good so, as your theory on the Christian tapes. We were having a fundraiser for children's camp which chad and i go to every year we take fourth through sixth graders to an encampment a baptist encampment and we camp which isn't really camping it's staying in cabins with air conditioning and bunk beds is and that a sopapilla cheesecake <laughs> <laughs> i love sopapilla cheesecake <laughs> i've never had anything that good <laughs> dude all it is is cream cheese and biscuits or something, right? Croissants. Yeah, and cinnamon. And cinnamon. Sugar. It's like a migraine in a box for me. What are you doing? Mm. I'm trying to tell a story. I love that sopapilla cheesecake. I'm trying to tell a story. <clears throat> so the day that we had the fundraiser, Chad decided to... Okay. Well, you back up. Back up. 
Okay, stop the tape. Tell tell them the backup story. Okay. So when Chad was, I'm gonna a kid, have to take notes to make sure this story gets told right. Why don't you a, just tell? No, it. no, no. Let me get a pen. You go ahead. <laughs> so when Chad was growing up, he went to First Baptist Euless. Where I did not sing specials. Where he did not sing specials. <laughs> With tracks or otherwise. And he had a pastor, Jimmy Draper. Brother, who, Brother Jimmy. Who ended up being the president of the Southern Baptist Convention. And the president of Lifeway. And the president of Lifeway. He's amazing. And Brother Jimmy would do this thing whenever they were trying to raise money where he would say, he would get out his checkbook. He would get out his checkbook. He, he told us at the conference we went to and we heard him speak. And he said, if you want your church to be generous, then you be generous. So I was like, dang. No, that's not how that was. Okay, I actually felt that way. But I was like, you know, he's got a point there. How could I expect him to be more generous than me? So go ahead. So that Sunday of the fundraiser. So we're fast forwarding now back to the fundraiser. Chad got out his checkbook and he said. Is that sweet tea? These are what I'm doing is I'm saying like all the questions. Why do our church members sound like they're from Appalachia? <laughs> These were visitors. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Chad got out his checkbook and he said, "Where's the bathroom?" <laughs> <laughs> <Quit>. <laughs> he got out his checkbook <clears throat> and he said, "I am writing." I said, I got a much. You weren't, you weren't even there. How do you know what I said? Why are you making me tell well, the story? You weren't even. You were helping out with the fundraiser. I know. Okay. Well, I'll tell this part of the story. So I got out my checkbook before the scripture reading, and I said, "All right." Well, uh, no, it was before the offering, right? No, it was, I no, don't no, know. no, 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 no. Yeah, you weren't there. <laughs> so I did this. I did it on purpose after the offering because I didn't want to affect the budget giving. So I said. Before the scripture reading, Kira Owen comes up to read the scripture. And, you know, Kira's not shy, but I think sometimes she acts shy. Anyway, she's just sweet. And she was standing there ready to read the scripture. And I did like this long thing for like five minutes. And I turned to her and I said, are you, are you, t- are you happy having to stand here through all this? And she said, no. <laughs> but anyway. So um, I got out the checkbook. And I said, everybody get out your checkbooks. Here's what we're going to do. We got these we got 24 kids that want to go to camp right now. And so we try to keep the cost down to about $50 per kid. So I need 24 $100 checks. 20, so I said it out loud, I need 24 100 I'll go first. Who's with me? And I said, I'll set this offering plate right here. When the service is over, come put the checks right here. So now continue. So we, we had our lunch. You know, we collected all the donations and... Then a girl from our church went back to count all the money, you know, and, and everything. So she came out, and we had we had made way more than $2,400. It was amazing. We had like $4,500. But she came out, and she said... She, and with an excited voice, she said... We had 23 $100 checks. And she, had, she, she hadn't been in the service either to know that I asked for that. Okay, and yeah. so we were like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. But you, but you didn't know about the 24 at that point, right? So when I heard it, I was a little, t- I was sad that it was only 23, and I thought, 
well, I shouldn't be sad because that's really amazing. And there were and there were other checks in there for a lot more than a hundred. So right. I thought, well, that you know, I shouldn't be bummed out about that. But I thought, gosh, that was so close to being exactly what I asked for. Yeah. So then, unbeknown, so Melissa didn't know anything about the twenty-four checks or anything. She goes home before me because I was going to lock the church up. Okay, and so this is so. The point of all this, what we're saying to y'all is, you know, how we've been trying really hard this year to to really be aware of those Holy Spirit moments that happen. So, we know, we don't want to write anything off as coincidence or as... um, Soap would be a cheesecake. Soap would be a cheesecake whenever it's obviously God working. Mm. And so I got home from church and I had a text from our sister-in-law who's married to Chad's brother. And she said in her text, we'll be one of the 24. I'll mail you a, a check for $100. And so that was the 24th $100 so check I walked in, that Chad Mel- had Melissa asked was, for. Melissa was like, hey, you, Colin Jillian. You didn't know about the 24, though, did you? So, yeah. You did know about it by then? No. No. Yeah. So but, so then I, got, I said, well, oh, that's amazing. So I, I was really blown away whenever th- she said that. That they were gonna do the twenty fourth hundred. I thought, what are the chances? Well, I mean, that's the thing. It was a, it was a God thing, like soap and pea cheesecake. That's you know just a blessing. God made soap and pea God cheesecake. God made it. God made it. I don't eat it though. It's just, it just gives me headaches. Anyway, it was just so awesome to see. I mean, and not only did God provide the twenty four one hundred dollar checks Chad asked for, then He provided way above and beyond that. So it was almost like you know there were people taking plates of sopapilla cheesecake home. It what it what what was amazing was that He provided, and then He did so much more. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, he he, he did exactly what you asked for, and then He did way beyond. Mm. Oh mm. gosh, it's so cool. Yeah, so that was neat. Um, then, uh, we had a, a, uh, interesting thing you were able to do. Melissa got to proctor the star test and there's probably only so much you can actually say about it. Right. About what? The star test. It's a big, it's a huge deal. Oh, I wasn't allowed to even look at the star test. Yeah. Anyway, I got to go because I'm a certified teacher. So the star test in Texas is the standardized test you know statewide that kids take everybody hates and because i'm a a certified teacher i i am one of the people who can go and proctor these exams so i went to go give an exam to seventh grade well i'm a certified teacher too and i refuse to do it so there because i don't believe in standardized tests so there i'm not even gonna proctor it you you're just jealous because nobody asked you no one even no one no one was (laughs) nobody even remotely was interested in me proctoring their test. <laughs> like, if we let him do that, he's going to mess it up somehow. <laughs> that talks too much. So I went up there yesterday, <clears throat> and I really enjoyed it. I was in a classroom with 12 really sweet 7th graders. They were nervous. Oxymoron, oxymoron. It, well, it was true. Right. They were nervous, and they really – I felt like they really – tried their hardest but I had kind of I had a Holy Spirit moment in there for one thing I I I came this close to saying right before they started the test let's bow for prayer because I'm so that's so you know in all of in all of my legal in all of my environments that's what I would do in that moment and I had to kind of catch myself 
But what I did get to do, because when you're giving these tests, you're not allowed to look at anything. You can't read a book. You can't look at a newspaper. You can't look at your phone. Literally, what you have to do for four hours is walk around the room and look at kids. That's all you do. And so um, I... I told I had told Chad that I had the idea of praying for the kids, you know, individually while they took the exam, since I would have all of this time, you know, to fill. And so I did that, and I was really, I don't know, it was really cool. It was like a, I really felt like I had an experience with the Holy Spirit. I was going through, I spent about an hour and a half praying for these 12 kids, and I, I, prayed some really specific prayers for them that I don't know exactly, you know, where the inspiration for some of those prayers would have come from unless it was coming from the Holy Spirit. Um, I don't know. It was just really cool. I mean, I felt like that there were some things maybe that were coming to me to pray for some of these kids that were specific to Maybe some things that were going on with them or that were going to happen, you know, in the future. I don't know. It was just really neat Mm. to have that much time, you know, to think about these kids that I didn't even know and to pray for them and to maybe, I don't know, maybe to offer up some prayers that have never even been prayed for them, you know. So let's break this down. Twelve seventh graders? Mm -hmm. That's 24 seventh grade feet in one room together how did you breathe they smelled good actually uh, they all smelled like shampoo and deodorant and don't believe it they really did all right well that's neat I'm they glad were you, sweet i'm glad you got to go do that and then you didn't feel good afterward but you know what it made me think it made me think that when i was in there i thought it's so important that we have christian teachers in our schools yeah Because, you know, whenever I was in there with those kids, I thought, I hope, you know, that my kids have have teachers that are praying for Mm -hmm. them, you know. And I know they do because I know who their teachers are, you know. And we're so blessed and all need to have these wonderful Christian teachers teaching our kids and Christian um, principles, you know, and just people who love God, who are um, helping direct the lives of our kids. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's true, y'all. I mean, this if this podcast is the closest you ever get to living in Olney, we feel sorry for you. It's a good life. I think we say that every single uh-huh. time. It's a, great, it's a great place to live. And we love it. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Anyway, well, I'm glad you got to do that. I was, and then another cool Olney community thing. I was, I had Emerald because Melissa was doing the star test, and <clears throat> I promised her I'd go take her down and get her some donuts. At the, um, we have a donut shop here. There had been a fire the night before, and I drove by the the house where the fire was. And uh, I drove by it slowly, you know, to rubberneck or whatever they call that, and. Whenever I was driving by, then I went to the donut shop, and then I called someone that was kind of associated with the family that had suffered the, in the fire. And uh, she said, "Well, we saw you just pull the car by real slow. Are you going to come by? You going to come by?" I said, "Well, yeah, sure." So I, we went over there. Emerald and I went over and sat down, and uh, just through visiting and making phone calls. And here's what I learned: that 
when someone has a house fire, um, you know, everyone's sympathetic. But the truth is, you know, that's one of those things. It's sort of like a funeral. There are probably people who deal like the Red Cross or police firemen, whatever, fire chaplains in bigger cities maybe. They know exactly what to do when there's a fire. But yesterday, I, th- I think most people were just like, I don't, we don't know, what do we do? You know, mm-hmm. especially in a, in a town, there's not like a bunch of hotels you can go to. There's, you know, it, it, there's not a bunch of agencies in the small town. And so it just kind of, it was just neat to see how things worked out, <clears throat> even though no one knew what they were doing or who to call or what to do or, you know, every, well, this will be out there in a few days. We'll be out, you know, everything is put off. And you just kind of have to pull the trigger on getting some things done just to kind of make the situation bearable. And uh, so we were looking at the Facebook feed a, a little bit ago, and I saw a picture of the, the, the of an older couple that uh, had suffered their their house. had Everything but the living room was totally a loss and uh, burned up motorcycles and killed rabbits and all these different things mm-hmm. and, and cats and maybe a dog. Anyway, I saw them. They had, they were able to. Our only housing authority was able to get them into a place. We were able to get them a bed through our ministerial alliance. People donated couches. We got them a new bed, uh, couches, um, a table and chairs. And I saw a picture of them sitting on their couch in their little apartment. You know, yeah. and just one day, when well, one and a half days later. Yeah. You know, and they neat. slept on the bed last night, and they said it was really great. And uh, apparently, Peepaw slept really well because he slept loud and snored so me and was hoping maybe they'd get a couch tonight so she could sleep on that since people <laughs> was sleeping so loud in the bed so i thought that was nice but that's another one of those things where to be honest <clears throat> i don't know that i that i try hard enough to is it empathize with people mm-hmm. i think i think if if i had not gone over there if if shanda had not called and said can you come over here and have prayer with them. I would have felt sorry for them, but in my atti- my attitude towards things like that is, well, it's it's stuff, you know. Mm. You know, your stuff burned up. You're alive. You're okay. I mean, you replace stuff. Yeah. But then when I actually went over there and saw the situation, it was convicting to me, especially as a as as thinking my heart as a pastor should be better, which everyone that goes to church is like, duh. But <laughs> you know. I th- it's it's a it's a good thing to be to be exposed maybe to kind of see your blind spots where you don't normally see them, and when I went over, I thought, man, this was just this situation was happening, and I was not even sympathetic towards it, certainly not empathetic towards towards it, but whenever I was seeing the situation as the ministry opportunity was unfolding, and I, and I I thought, you know, I need to be proactive here, I need to do something, I need to help. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was nice because I think um, you know ordinarily you almost remove yourself from a situation like that because you don't you don't know what's gonna what you're gonna have to do once you get involved. Mm-hmm. But it's but maybe it's better just whenever a situation like that comes up, whatever it is that you're dealing with and would see a need. I I think we we learn over time to discern when when this is a good thing to get involved in or this is not. But, but don't stay out of it because you think, well, I don't have time for that. Right. If it's a good, worthy thing, jump in with both feet. And, you know, the whole day yesterday, there were things I could have done, probably things I needed to done, needed to have done. And we spent the day, like, making phone calls and 
fretting over, you know, I didn't want to buy them a mattress that they wouldn't like. You know, that's a big purchase. Mm-hmm. But but uh, just things fell together. The the person at the mattress store, the man at the mattress store, Brazos Mattress and Graham, they really uh, were great and gave us a, a discount because of the situation, which was really nice. And uh, so throw a little plug in there for Brad. He's really good and, and uh, seems to be doing a great business over there. And, uh, you know, just things came together and uh, and things were taken care of. So, um, I don't know. Those, those are, those are, and then, you know, tonight, tonight happened and it was no, no problem. I was able to do the Wednesday night service and, uh, all was good. So cool stuff happening. What else is on the radar? You've had some good blogs lately. Thanks. Let's go over them. So the the one the last one you wrote, yeah, we're forty minutes in. Yeah, we probably Pe- need to. Yeah, we probably need to wrap it up. But let's get let's get a little but get into the content. <laughs> Can you remember anything you've written in the last week? Hmm. <clears throat> what was the last thing I wrote about? I don't know. I can look it up. I don't read them personally. <laughs> That's not true. He always. I reads read them. every one of them. I just don't retain them. They're like my sermons. I wrote one last week, or maybe. You ever read something you've re- you wrote and you're like, "Dang, that's so smart." You don't. You, you ever think that? You don't want to admit that, do you? Well, um, I'll admit it. I hear myself preaching a sermon, you know, and I think I don't remember preaching that. That was probably because it was the Holy Spirit, but um, that's how it works. Okay, so test every Facebook prophecy. Ooh, somebody's starting to fight. You're starting a little Facebook fight here. Do you get any feedback I on this one? I was not starting a fight. I don't even know what you're Facebook talking about. Facebook fight here. Just trying to tell this girl she's out of her mind. Um, which Chad, why, why are you even saying that? I'm just playing. <laughs> that was a good one. If you haven't Chad read... Chad is trying to start a controversy. I'm trying to start a controversy. I'm trying to get... It's clickbait, Melissa. No, it's good. <laughs> no, it was just a post about a uh, Facebook status update that i saw where a girl was kind of like vaguely prophesying over all of her facebook like a, followers yeah, like a word of knowledge to everybody that everything's going to be okay you're like no that's you know so melissa does a thorough takedown of that and then <laughs> <laughs> starting fights y'all and internet fights have you ever noticed that there's this on your on your facebook there's like a button that's like a video button you can watch have you, ever, have you ever hit the button? Uh-uh, I've never seen it that. It just plays videos. <laughs> like, I don't know why. I watch a lot of boxing videos, like of legitimate boxers. Like I watch classic fights, and so I don't know if that's why it pulls. You know, I can't ever tell what the algorithms are. What are you talking about? Like when I'm watching videos, I watch like Mar- Marvin Hagler and, and Muhammad Ali and Frazier. I know what boxing is. I'm saying, what is the button you're There's talking about? There's like this about? button on your Facebook <laughs> and the Facebook app on the phone, which you may not have it. But you I hit don't the have button. It. I, but don't I hit have that the button, app. and all it is is like girls fighting and dudes fighting. It's like, the, it's, it's crazy. I, I, I guess that's what videos people put up on Facebook is just fighting all the time. I don't. I, mean, I guess you've never seen it. Anyway, it's it's fascinating. I don't I, have the Facebook app. But I'll tell you what, this person pretty pretty good fights. <laughs> I feel guilty watching them, but I'm also like, well, I got to remember to do that if someone tries to fight me. Anyway, the other one I put up was um, don't be don't a be a cynical, cynical Christian. Christian. And I really feel like that. I wish that more people had seen that one. That was one of those that um, 
for whatever reason, the time of day I posted it or something. It wasn't that widely um, passed around, but I think a lot of people from our generation would relate mm. to that one. Yeah. Oh, I love so that. So if you haven't read it, um, go look that one up. Don't be a cynical Christian. Yeah, read that. It's super, super stuff. So anyway, we better wrap it, wrap it up. We better. And this podcast is literally two days long. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, I, I uh, just want to be grateful for you guys that listen. Just want to be generous. <laughs> yeah, I just want to be grateful. So have a great, gracious attitude. So thank you for listening. Uh, we're 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 your biggest fans, and we just want to send positive love vibes out there to you guys. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah. I was just trying. What to does this expression say? <laughs> I don't like your sermon. <laughs> I'm smiling. I'm blinking. I'm yeah, smiling. That yeah. I'm, I'm more concerned about your fragile ego than you learning to be a better preacher. That's what it says to me. <laughs> anyway, well, I'm sorry this went 45 minutes. It's embarrassing. But I've had sermons go longer. You're not embarrassed no, by I'm that. I'm actually proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get some soap and pea cheesecake. This lasted 45 minutes, and I would say probably 36 minutes of that was you talking. <laughs> Well, I was going to say 36 minutes, that's not worth listening to, which is the same thing. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I like it when you talk. Well, I'm just trying to fill up the dead space, just like in our in the rest of our marriage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on that note, we've, we've got to go because I just started a major fight. <laughs> but anyway, we're, we're fine. I promise. We're getting along. Let's go get some, let's go get some ranch dressing. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll dip ourselves up via cheesecake in it. <laughs> Bye. Bye.